Welcome to Radio Contra, coming at you live from deep in the heart of Appalachistan. And it is very, very good to be with you on this weekend edition. I hope all of you out there are staying warm and safe. I know there's a big snowstorm happening across the whole Midwest and into the Northeast. We're extra comfy down here in rural northern North Carolina. We just had rain. We just had rain, and, and it was kind of welcome, uh, and, and I was out in it for a good portion of earlier today taking care of some business, and I'll tell you, man, it was downright nice out there. Uh, it was about 65 degrees. It was awesome, raining a little bit on and off, but man, springtime is coming, and uh, I, I really, really am excited for it because I really love the spring. But uh, I am joined by my very good friend, my partner in crime, uh, fellow trainer extraordinaire, Mac Medic. What's up, brother? What's going on, man? Yeah, it's been uh, this weather's been it's been a little change from the past couple of days. It got into the 70s out here in the the coastal plains area, and it was it was downright beautiful, going from you know the 30s to this and a little light light rain it's quite a welcome departure yeah welcome yeah i mean it's gonna get cold again oh yeah we're supposed to it's supposed to dip down tomorrow and then for the scout course next weekend it's gonna be it ain't gonna be bad though man we couldn't uh couldn't have planned for better weather it's gonna be like daytime highs or like mid 50s uh the lows are, are like high 20s it ain't gonna be bad. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah, I'm man. It, really, the biggest thing for me is making sure that the range stays dry because yeah, shooting from the prone when it's all swampy, that's not fun. Nah, man. You just you're not having a good time, man. Not having <laughs> a good time. No, I've done that before. <laughs> I've I've done it a few times. I've done it a few times, and I don't know, man. It just it's just not as much fun, you know. No. In, in, in my mid thirties, it's not as much fun <laughs> as it was when I was I was in my early twenties, and I, oh, you know, yeah. it's just like, yeah, I don't care. Let's do this. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you're like, you get you get a, get a decade older, you know, twelve, thirteen years old, uh, fifteen years yeah. old. You're like. You start to want to be a little more comfortable here and there. <laughs> just like, man, I could go out here. I could freeze my ass off or or I could not. Yeah, you know, I could I could not if if I can help it, you know, yeah. it doesn't mean I, I can't put up with the suck. But mm-hmm. you know, 
I'm I'm just saying. I'm You're not saying. going out in it all the time on purpose. Nah. Nah, man. I'm not. I ain't about that life anymore, man. No. Life anymore. <laughs> I've checked all those boxes. Checked all. Yes. But, man. So, I know last weekend having you up here for TC3 mm. course and you just got restocked on IFAX. Yeah, yeah, IFAX and uh, the Bleeders. So talk me through real quick because your IFAC, I've, I've thrown it out there in the past few podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, gave a big shout out to it last night. Um, you know, it, it, it's your your IFAC. What you've put together is the most professional uh, packaging and the most professional, uh, really, the the complete set of items that somebody needs to keep an individual alive from not just battlefield trauma, but any kind of trauma. Um, you know, and, and it goes without saying, like it, it goes hand in hand with the training that you offer, but at the same time, you know, it, it's, it's something that people really need multiple ones. Like they, they need more than just one. You can't just have one IFAC and, and be good. You got to have multiple ones. You got You know, if, if you got, one IFAC for every person in your family, you need a second one. Now you really mm-hmm. need a second one because all right, now, now you've used that one on whatever, right? Variable X happens and mm-hmm. you got to go through that gear. Well, now how are you going to resupply that? So it's good to have exactly. a few more on hand. You know, I keep one in each one of my vehicles and, um, you know, I've, I've had personal examples where I've had to use that gear yeah. uh, in and around Fort Bragg. So, because, uh, you know, it, that just kind of happens. I've seen car accidents. There was, um, was it, was it your class? It was some time back. It was, it was over a year ago. I think it was your class, though. And, and we went out to grab a bite to eat. And uh, the dude got clipped on a motorcycle. No, was that, that wasn't my class? class. No, that must have been another one. Oh, man. Because so I definitely would have talked about it in class if we had seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, and I mean, you know, we didn't stop because EMS was already there. I mean, he, yeah. he literally got clipped in front of the EMS station. I mean, it, you know, <laughs> it was a bad wreck, man. It was, it was a bad yeah. wreck. And, and what was worse is that, um, he, it looked like he had a very expensive custom motorcycle. Um, uh, it, I mean, it was it was chopped. It was, you know, had ground effect lights on it. It was chromed out. It was looking good, and it was tore up bad. Um, and he didn't look good on the ground either. But, you know, I mean, it's that's that's kind of the 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 way of life on a bike. That's that's kind of it, it's gonna happen. But yeah, it's not you know, point it's is life. like you never know when you're gonna see that. Yeah. yeah. You know. And, yeah, no, I've uh, had I've had instances coming back from uh, from Bragg for drill weekends, and it uh, we're, we're driving back, and oh hey, did you see that? And we flip around, and there's a car on its side in somebody's driveway. Yeah. <laughs> and where we were there before the volunteers even showed up. Yep. And yep. it was just like, oh wow, holy crap, this is okay. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's a way of life, you know, it, it, having, having medical gear on hand, 
you know, is is really it, it to me. I look at it the same way as having a hammer, having a wrench, having a set of pair of pliers. You know, like you 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 got it, it's it's an essential tool to have on hand. You're you're not being responsible if you don't have it. That's the way that absolutely, I look at it. absolutely. You know? But talk us through, man. Talk me through what all you've got in your kit and how you get one. So the uh, the IFAX are uh, <clears throat> got a little bit more than what the, the bleeders have in them. And the IFAX are built to be for a, um, the bare minimum for what you would need to handle the entire March algorithm. Uh, massive hemorrhage, airway, respiration, circulation, and then head hypothermia which is the algorithm that we use to, to treat people. And so you've got a, a cat tourniquet, uh, which is just, it's 100% the gold standard. It, uh, there are a bunch of other ones out there, uh, including ones that are recommended by uh, the people that organize TCCC. And there are some that aren't, I would stay away from the ones that aren't. Um, even the, the recon medicals have, uh, they're not allowed to sell tourniquets anymore. They got in a bit of trouble with a lawsuit. Uh, and they even openly admitted that because they were made in China, they had no control over the the quality of the windlasses. Like openly admitted that in the lawsuit. So I would just stick with anything that is uh, recommended. But even then, I'm still just going to stick with a cat. It's with the latest testing they did in 2019, they proved that it was the the easiest and the most intuitive to use, which is probably got to be the biggest plus in its the biggest thing going for it has got to be that that easy. It's just you look at it and you're like, yep, I know how to use that. Like yeah. that seems fairly uh, fairly simple. Uh, so we got one of those in there. We have two uh, compressed gauze, which you use for wound packing or wrapping burns or anything like that. Um, I don't have any hemostatic gauze because that would increase the price. And I'm trying to keep these things affordable for most people to where right. that that way more people can get them in their hands. Um, and then we have yeah. a uh, no, what you say? No, no, no. I'm saying, yeah, it's hemostatic gauze is something that, me personally, I don't think it's a requirement. And you know, I, I've seen a lot of people get hit, different mechanisms mm-hmm. of injury. I honestly, I think that if, unless you're a person who has applied it and seen it applied in and mm-hmm. and um, has live tissue training. I, I honestly, he, I mean, hemostatic agents have a use for sure, but more yeah. often than not, I, I don't know, man. It, it just looks like to me they're they're uh, they're improperly used more often. Yeah, people are like they they look it's, at a wound and they're like, oh shit, I'm bleeding, and it's an mm-hmm. extremity wound, you know, and and yeah, I mean, you nicked yourself pretty good or whatever, but but immediately you're gonna put. Uh, quick clot on that and it's it's like dude you, you could use a tourniquet um yeah. you know you you can use a tourniquet to stop the bleeding long enough you don't need to use uh hemostatic agents um and, and i know you're, you're gonna dive into this but um hemostatic agents are really only for those areas that are very difficult to address with a tourniquet you know like yeah. like junctures mm-hmm yeah, that's definitely where we where we tend to to pack primarily anyway is is in the the, the junctional areas, which is just uh, for those of you that don't know, it's anywhere that a 
extremity meets the torso. So like your groin, your armpits, and your neck are your main or pretty much your only junctions that we're going to pack with. And and they do have their hemostatic gauzes do have their use, uh, but they're not a cure all. Uh, they're no. not a replacement for proper packing technique. Uh, it's like you can't just you know go buy a, you know a fancy you know night force optic and throw it on your hunting rifle and expect to be you know <laughs> uh, Carlos Hathcock. Like you have to put work into it and you have to put effort and the same fundamentals apply with that versus a you know a, a less expensive optic. Uh, it, it, the gear doesn't make you any better. Uh, they are multipliers, but you still have to know how to use them. Yep. Nah, bro. And you, Night Force makes you a sniper, bro. If if you have a <laughs> Night Force on your rifle, you're a sniper. I don't, I, I'm telling you, this has been established, okay? This has been established by certain corners of the internet. All right? They they know everything. All right? Yes. Our thumb, y'all know everything. But oh, it is. Yeah. It... it <laughs> I'll never say the hemostatic gauzes don't work. The data is out there that proves that they technically are more effective than plain gauze. But I don't know if it's so like for civilian side, for those of us that have to purchase our own gear and are not, you know, paid by Uncle Sam with equipment. You know, a, a thing of Curlex is a dollar, a dollar eighty a roll if you buy it in bulk. If not, it's like two fifty. Quick Clot is forty five dollars a roll. I don't I don't know if it's if it's quite that much. Well, and, you know, and too, 20 like, times better. I don't know if it's that much better than than regular gauze. I'll never tell also, someone not to get it, but Yeah. I mean, that also begs the question like all right, so you threw quick clot on there. Now, how is that going to be addressed by the higher tier of care? Because yep. I saw that in person too. Um when we we got into on my second trip to Iraq, we got into a pretty bad situation. And mm-hmm. um uh unfortunately one of the guys that got hit didn't make it out. Um but mm-hmm. you know it is what it is. But um you know you we have a higher tier of care there. And and what we mean by that is is that you know we had a surgeon on standby. So yeah. we take this dude, you know, we, we get all of the guys who got hit, we secure them. We were able to do a ground Kazavac um, mm-hmm. versus calling in a, a medevac bird that really wasn't going to do much for us at that point because we already had a surgeon on standby. Yeah. So we did a ground Kazavac. We got them um, out of the ambush and prepped into surgery I want to say it was probably 25 minutes or so from the time they got hit. We weren't that far away. That that was the thing. We weren't that far away um, from the patrol base and the patrol base had a surgical ward already set up because Mm -hmm. where we were was a pretty significantly contested area Mm -hmm. and, you know, forward staging medical assets. Yep. And, and yeah, you know, the surgeon textbook. surgeon was already on standby and, mm-hmm. um, you know, hauling those guys in. But we had used quick clot on the one guy who didn't make it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, he and, and he was at 10 percent. You know, you I know yeah. you brought up that 10 percent of battlefield casualties is just not going to make it. 
10 percent of any mechanism of injury that person's just not going to make it there's nothing you could do and he unfortunately he was at 10 percent, and we knew it um yeah i mean he he took a rkg3 grenade oh yeah literally to the chest and um from the side and so you know tourniquet and did er you know i mean did everything you could do you know by the book but it's i mean he he was just that guy so um anyway reason i'm bringing that up is quick clot is is really good but it's not a magic talisman and you'll see these guys that you know they only exist on the internet and it's just like with the Mm -hmm. gun community is you brought up they know everything right they know you know they they know it all and your experience in training be damned because that magic talisman is going to save them. Right. And, um, I mean, I get cracked up by that crowd, uh, a lot because you never see them come to class, you know, mm, but, but no. what, what is your higher tier of care? You know, who, who is going to be, um, handling what you do, the treatment, the treatment plan after the fact. You know, how are you going to take care of that person long term? You know, because you if it's so bad that you have to apply a quick clot, they're probably needing to get into surgery pretty Mm -hmm. soon. You know. Yeah. No, that's definitely a really good um, point with all of this is that with with any of these interventions, they're they're probably going to have to see somebody with some letters and uh stuff behind their name and some extra schooling on top of it like it, it anything that requires any of this stuff is is a pretty serious injury and it's going to take some work to get them back to normal it's not just a oh you slapped the tourniquet on and now they're you know they're better and they're ready and they can go back into the fight it doesn't work like that yeah <laughs> like grand theft auto you just yeah you just get respawned <laughs> yeah you stand out in front of the hospital. You're like, I, I don't even know what happened. <laughs> yeah. Ah, man. It doesn't work that way. Like, life doesn't no. work that way. Um, but your, um, you know, your your IFAX over at Stuck Pig Medical, um, mm-hmm. you've got HSA payments set up too, right? Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, I can accept uh, HSA and FSA on the website for the, uh, the IFAX and the bleeder. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much anything on there is as long as it's medical equipment, it it's it's HSA or FSA approved. I've I've confirmed that several times because uh, there's there's been a couple issues, but it seems to be on the on the other end. Um, so if you do have issues with that, just uh, and you're trying to purchase something, just email me and we'll we'll we'll, we'll get it figured out. Um, Dude, yeah, that that's I think that that's a huge win right there because there's a lot of people with yeah. HSAs out there that, um, you know, if if they're able to supplement that with medical equipment, that is potentially going to save their life for a variety of situations. Yeah. That's that's a win right there. Mm-hmm. You know, big time. Because because sadly those funds are are use it or lose it at the end of the year. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, just just another option I wanted to, and I was really excited when I was able to get that worked out. Oh no, I was there. I heard you. <laughs> you were like, "Yes!" I was like, "What are you yesing about?" <laughs> I can accept HSA payments. I'm like, oh, that that's actually pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
I had no idea what you were going to say when you were like, yes. <laughs> what? It's afraid. always a gamble. I'm afraid. I am it's afraid. It's always, always a roll of the <laughs> dice. <laughs> you never know, man. You never know. It could be, it could be boobies. It could be, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But oh, yeah, yeah, when when is, uh, speaking of, man, when is your next course date on the calendar? So my next course date is 18 to 20 of this month. I have a uh, PLS course on the schedule. Hardison Lifesaver. Yes, sir. Very nice. This is good. You're doing yeah. that here in North Carolina? Yes, sir. Should be a good time. For show, man. Show. Right on. So um, definitely, though, if if you're out there getting IFAX, you know, you, you should absolutely have at least one IFAX. I think mm-hmm. two is one. You know, one is none. Two is one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, you got to get the training, too. I mean, for. For everybody out there that's going to listen to this, go back and listen to the interview that I did with Clay Martin. And, you know, that was we talked about foundational skill sets that people need to be working on right now that are not marksmanship, because that's what everybody dials in on. And Mm -hmm. he's like, without a doubt, medical skills, you know, like like that is uh, how you knew for him, right, this is his opinion, this was how he knew that he was on a, a really good team because they would be working on the, the 18 Deltas, uh, the SF medical guys, would be working on medical skills with the whole team. Mm-hmm. And, and they would be doing that nonstop, constantly. You know, like like they're working on skills that you know that you need, but nobody really wants to do. Because we don't, mm-hmm. we don't like that thought, man. We don't like that thought that, that we're not invincible. You know, that, that, you know your, your buddy, if you go out to play games, man, there's a strong likelihood your buddy's going to get shot. Or you're going to get shot. Mm-hmm. Then what? Then what are you going to do? You know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, so, uh, most, people, most people don't think down that, that full pathway nah they they like to think you know oh i'm invincible i can it's all good i'm i'm good to go the main character of a prepper novel yeah yeah the main character never dies man he's Mm -mm. (laughs) i'm the the legend of my own story i'm gonna Mm -hmm. be i'm gonna be the king when this is all over (laughs) most people are uh (laughs) very obscure side characters at best at best, at best, and that, and that goes it, for all of us. I... <laughs> yeah, I mean it does, man. Like big scheme of things, none of us are really that important, man. No. And like, I've kind of lived my whole life like that. Like, you, you're <laughs> not that big of a deal. You're not that important. Like, mm-hmm. do what you can to help others, and you know, and and that's the end of the day. Like, you get your ticket punched. That you know. Hopefully you're good enough to 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 get to heaven, and you know you, you did things the way you should do them. But 
You're not invincible, man. I've had a lot of close calls. I'm not really sure why I'm still alive, but, you know, it's, it is what it is. I'm here. You're here. So we make the best <laughs> of it. You know, like, to, yeah, you, you get get clipped in something stupid. Um, oh, yeah. You know, like, like jumping on a four-wheeler at two in the morning and you're, you know, your blood alcohol content is is higher than your age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're doing something stupid and you you punch out into a tree. Um, I yep. mean, you never know. You know, you never know. Mm-hmm. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, but, oh yeah. But people are out there. You know, they 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 get into this delusion that you know, oh, I'm, I'm the star of my prepper novel, like. Yeah, man. Yeah, you got to be ready. You got to be ready. Absolutely. But, yeah, yeah, man. Anyway, covering some of this news stuff, some of Mm -hmm. these stories that are coming out. Obviously, yeah, we've been talking about uh, last night on the live, we were talking about the honking. You know, and, and if in case you've been living under a rock and you don't know what the honking is, it is the the Canadian trucker strike to end the COVID vaccine requirement among truckers and among uh, them trying to, to come across the U.S.-Canadian border. And I uh, got started in Alberta, and it has spread all across Canada. This is actually a pretty cool story. Um I'm a big fan of this because of, of a lot of reasons. I think it's a big indicator of people who are, are you know, standing up and saying, nah, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're not we're not doing this. But it's also it, it's putting the left on their heels, man, the, the left and their corporate allies, you know, their astroturfing allies that are out there. It's putting them on their heels, man. They don't know what to do about this. And, you know, you got Facebook, Facebook lost. In case anybody doesn't know, Facebook lost a whole lot of money this week because because uh, losing an estimated this comes from the Wall Street Journal more than two hundred billion dollars in value, two hundred and thirty billion to be specific. Um, they censored the American version. There was a, a Facebook group. I was talking about this a little bit last night, um, and then we kind of got segued into to talking about CB radios and stuff and how like this, it's a it's a better way to organize things more organically when you're doing it here radio and and not on social media. Mm-hmm. And uh, Facebook shut these guys down, man. It, it was it was the American incarnation to it. They shut them down, and then all of a sudden their stock plunged. Now, I don't know. I'm not on the up and up on Facebook or, or really any of these social media platforms because I know what they do. I know what they do behind the scenes. I know what they're doing, how they're collecting your data, and I know how they can shut it down. And that this is one perfect example of how they see grassroots movement happening and they are mm-hmm. trying to shut it down. That's why you don't use social media to organize. That's mm-hmm. why you don't do that. You do it the right way. You build it organically because that way that is it's a lot harder to defeat. I mean, 
you know, in Kazakhstan. The Russians knew this. This was exactly what we were doing. We were astroturfing a color revolution in Kazakhstan. They shut that crap down quickly because they knew, you know, this this is what was going on. And, um, you know, so Facebook losing, you know, you hit them in the wallet, $230 billion in losses. That's a huge deal. I mean, that's that's like the, yeah. the unfunded liability uh, you know, of, of major corporations out there that, that could be shut down. I mean, that think about that level of wealth, what that could do for the larger society. Um, you know, but but Facebook, of course, it and they they're they're not here for you. They this <laughs> and they wear all their their ideology on their sleeve. I think it's real ironic. But GoFundMe, GoFundMe is another such example. And uh, these guys, man. So first of all, the first thing that needs to be pointed out is GoFundMe is is a they they showed their true colors with Kyle Rittenhouse. And mm-hmm. I think that's this is it really needs to be pointed out. I mean, this this is what they did, you know, and nobody should be supporting these shysters. But that being said, you know, Joe Normie out there, he don't follow you know, current events in the long term because his brain just doesn't work that way. And and that's, you know, it is what it is. We'll fix mm-hmm. that. We'll get around to fixing that at some point in society. But anyway, they raised $9 million for the Canadian trucker strike. And GoFundMe, this is coming from Washington Examiner, GoFundMe has said that they are going to take this money, this $9 million. They're going to take this money and they are going to donate it to a charity of their choosing. What do you think about that? Uh, <laughs> I think that sounds like textbook wire fraud. It's uh, it's it's illegal. Um, and not only is it illegal, uh, <laughs> it's immoral and wrong and absolutely ridiculous. Uh, these these guys aren't. They're not doing anything. They're not. I mean, not. They are doing something, but they're not like, I mean, compared to the, the protests that we've dealt with in our own borders the past two years, these guys are the definition of, of peaceful. And for, for GoFundMe to to steal over $9 million from these people, that's, that's that amount of money is not a, a, a drop in the bucket that, that could, you know, fund them majorly for quite a long period of time. Uh, I think I'd, I'd seen something talking about how they had raised enough money to to park outside um, to park outside the, their parliament for like the next two to four years. Yeah, um, it's just abs- absolutely ri- ridiculous amounts of money for you know. And again, it, they're they're not really using a lot to 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 sit there. And the, yeah. the effect that they're bringing about, that's why they're trying to, you know, hit them in the pocketbook with this. And, and the fact that they're doing it the way that they are, instead of just returning it, which is what they did with the Rittenhouse money. They returned it back to the the, the people that donated. But instead of, of returning it, they're just going to, mm, no, we're going to we're going to send it to the, the charity that we choose, which mm-hmm. given their actions in the past, I think we know exactly where that money is going. Yeah. It's I mean, I don't know, man, it, it's some of the, the blue checkmark people on Twitter um, have are, are 
speaking out on this, which I think is um, comical at best, because you know I think y'all y'all know my thoughts <laughs> on on uh, the Twitter dumpster fire. Uh, I think that, that Twitter should be shut down. Period. It 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 shouldn't be a thing. But um, you know, whatever. Who am I? But anyway, uh, so we've got this guy Ezra Levant on here. Ezra Levant. I don't know anything about this dude, but apparently he's got a lot of followers, or for whatever reason. And it's probably a lot of that crap's probably astroturf too. I mean, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. But um, he, he's he's tweeted out at the request of Trudeau. Uh, GoFundMe has stolen $9 million from the truckers rather than automatically refunding it to the donors. They say they're going to give it to groups of their own choosing what a windfall for Black Lives Matter, Greenpeace, and Planned Parenthood. I think this is ironic because Black Lives Matter just uh, made great pains to conceal who is actually in control of the $60 million that they have. And uh, that that at least it is known that they have because it's coming up tax time and their 501c3 is in question as well. Now, we know um, that we learned from uh, Lois Lerner and, uh, you know, the the Obama run weaponization of the IRS, just one program that was happening out of that White House of, of trampling on American freedoms. You know, they're not going to look hard into these guys. And that's $60 million, $60 million. And they get this $9 million right here that GoFundMe has just stolen. And, you know, this is it's very interesting. And it's going to be interesting to see where this money goes. And, and they're going to I, I will I, I will say what they're probably going to do. And I don't know a whole lot about GoFundMe's workings behind the scenes, but they're probably going to donate that that $9 million somewhere and use that as a tax write-off. Um, and I tell you, man, it's, it's theft, plain and simple. Plain and simple. Oh, absolutely. It, uh, I'm, I'm reading something now saying that the amount that they had raised beat every single political party's donations in uh, – in Canada in, in 2021 beat out all of them combined for this, which just shows you like how many people, I and mean, granted a lot of this money probably came from outside of Canada. I bet a good bit of it came internally, but a lot of it came externally just because of like the platform that GoFundMe is, but still yeah. that's what shows to like the, the, the global understanding of this, this issue and how like a lot of people are like, yeah, no, this is bullshit. Like yeah. enough is enough. And I, I think it's got him scared, and that's why he's doing this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt, man. Without a doubt. Because GoFundMe, GoFundMe is, is obviously an arm of, you know, the, the whole banking cartel. And, oh, absolutely. You know, that, we know that PayPal is a big part of that, too. PayPal was kind of the first, um, one of the first, if not the first, of online only cashless transactions, kind of a, a mm-hmm. uh, an experiment into that. And GoFundMe is is yet another arm of that and how all of that works. So it's kind of interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how this goes. But yeah, man, you I think you, you hit the nail on the head. Power elite are scared because this is the weaponization of populism 
but not in the direction that they wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Ab- absolutely. Yeah, they, they wanted to, to fund their, their globalist bullshit. And uh, people are saying enough is enough. Yeah, man. They're, they're, they're looking through and... and it's just frustrating to to see people you know that are that are just trying to to do right by themselves and, and their nation to get to get shut down by by people like Trudeau and, and others it's it's beyond frustrating for them to just you know hide out in their little presidential mansions faking not getting haircuts and growing their facial hair out to to show that they got covid he's got covid okay yeah. double mm-hmm. double bags Mm-hmm. Uh, double vac, triple vax, I don't know, however many, however many boosters this dude's got, um, <laughs> they probably shot him up with, with, uh, with just saline solution, but I think it's <laughs> ironic too, man, because it, that calls the whole narrative into question too, like, yep. okay, so if your excuse is, well, first, you want to cast stones saying that you would rather go hang out with BLM people who are burning down cities. They did it. Mm-hmm. OK, they did it. They burnt down every city that they so-called mostly peacefully protested in as bullshit. We all saw it. Right. We saw it for what it was. Right. Mm hmm. Then they're going to go out there and they, they they're the burning down. The thing is, is that most of the people who were victimized in the businesses that got burnt down were minority business owners. And that's both mm-hmm. in the United States and in Canada, right? Canada is, they had their own, um, issues with all of that, right? Toronto had it. Ottawa had it, right? Mm-hmm. Vancouver had it, right? It's, it's it, Trudeau was out marching with them. He was at, yeah, he was out there with them. Uh, we well, must've felt bad about, you know, being that one time that he, he was, at one time that he painted himself up in blackface. Um, the one time? The one time, you know, the one that that one time at band camp. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. He I think he was probably practicing for his his role in Tropic Thunder because <laughs> he was a drama teacher. That's what he did. Mm-hmm. That was his background before politics. Uh, that and, and being uh, Fidel Castro's illegitimate son. Um, yeah. So. I'm just saying, look up if you look up Trudeau and Fidel Castro side by side, that's his boy. He can't deny. I mean, you know, he, he there's no way he could deny him. That's that is his son through and through. Uh, <laughs> it, it, dude, if you look up Pierre Trudeau and Trudeau and Justin Trudeau, uh, Pierre Trudeau was allegedly his father. They don't mm-hmm. look anything alike, man. They don't look anything alike. It, it's just like um, uh, Prince Charles and Harry. They don't mm-hmm. look anything alike either. No. But if you <laughs> if you look up if you look up Harry and uh, and what was that guy's name? James Hewlett. If you look mm-hmm. those two up, who was uh, Diana's bodyguard? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a little Kevin Costner action happening there, you know. Saying, mm. saying, I'm just saying, pointing it out. But yeah, man, it's it's uh, talking about getting back to this GoFundMe deal. Uh, 
Jordan Peterson weighed in on this too with uh you know his his Twitter if you follow Jordan Peterson cool I, th- I have some issues with him uh, you know he's he he's brought up some interesting points for sure but I, I've got some issues with some of the some of his academic underpinnings of things that he said but I mean whatever man you do you but um he's saying he, he's quoted as saying this is far worse than mere theft uh, government sanctioned appropriation from citizens funding lawful opposition. This sets a very dark precedent. Um, and <clears throat> I think he's, he's right on one hand. Um, it does, it, it does certainly set a, a precedent, but that precedent's already been set. Um, oh yeah. You know, the, the government has the ability. So say, you know, you donate to a church that is controversial for whatever reason or a religious group that's controversial for whatever reason. And <clears throat> you do that. And that is, you know, now becomes public knowledge, but it through one way or another, you know, let's say maybe you make a, a major uh, financial donation to your church. And because a lot of people do this, there's a lot of people I know that do this. And, you know, at the end of the year, they, they make a big donation to the church and, and that's a tax write off. So you write it off in your taxes. And mm-hmm. as you should have the right to do, you should have the right to do that. Well, now they can come in. They can audit that. If it's the wrong church, you know, they, they're going to shut you down. But they, at a mm-hmm. minimum, they, they can come in and harass you for it. Right. Which is really yep. what an audit is. It's a intimidation tactic. Um, you know, I. I mean, I, I've got I've got a lot of beef with this, but at the same time, you know, you're using GoFundMe, and I mean, GoFundMe showed their true colors already. You know. Oh yeah. It's really in a surprise. Mm-mm. No, if you've been paying attention at all, this is this is nothing new. Nah, but I mean, fortunately, there is an alternative out there. Um, which is catering to conservatives, catering specifically to Christians. I got their their homepage pulled up here. And um, Give, Send, Go is what it's called. And it's my understanding that there are a few fundraisers already set up for these guys. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, look this up. I'm going to have a link to it down in the show notes. But uh, Give, Send, Go. It is the number one free Christian crowdfunding site. So, um, you know, and, and I saw this mentioned earlier when I was I was sifting through some of the news and good stuff, man. You know, so give these guys I would rather give these guys my business, um, you know, and, and set it up there. Get get these guys the airtime, get them out there because uh, it's important, man. It's important, and, and you know, yeah, there there are our uh, British loyalist cousins to the north. I get it, and all that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, the, we're all we're all in this fight. I mean, Ron Paul put up a piece where he was literally saying, you know, we're 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 kind of all in this fight because that's going to migrate to a lot of other areas. I, I saw, um, you know, Australia was having some of this, and I'm surprised Australia hadn't went full-blown civil war already with, with their mm. return camps man yeah 
Well, when you don't have an option because you're missing a certain piece of hardware. Yeah, it's funny how that works. It's funny how that works. Very, very interesting. They're trying to hear, though. Trying to hear. The, the, yes. the civilian disarmament is, uh, ironically, has been brought back to the table, man. <laughs> been brought back to the table. They're, they're, because they're getting scared. Oh, yeah, man. That's, and you get the... You get the glowies out there doing glow things. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's speaking of man, I got I got another story up here which is been kind of I mean it's been on my radar for a few days now. Um, it's pretty interesting, but this dude, uh, this Tackleberry Solutions guy, I don't know. Have you been following the story at all? No, I have not. Uh, let me. Let me look this. So, um, very solutions. Yeah, it's it's uh it's back on February first, man. I had a handful of emails that uh, I haven't had time to get to, but I've had a few people asking me um, in the emails, and, and yes, I will get caught up on the emails at some point. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, this uh, news story that went up: North Carolina man is facing federal charges for allegedly writing and distributing instruction manuals on how to make bombs, as well as how to booby trap one's home and kill uh, law enforcement. Authorities arrested Christopher Arthur, a 38-year-old man from Mount Olive, North Carolina, on January 22nd on bomb-making and attempted murder charges after a month-long FBI-led sting operation. He was indicted on 4 January and made his first court appearance today. Uh, an undercover FBI agent requested a PDF document from Tackleberry Solutions, according to the DOJ. And Arthur allegedly hinted that he could share more in-depth information online. Uh, on 5 May 2021, Arthur at Arthur's residence in Mount Olive explained how to properly place IEDs through one's property, the importance of creating a fatal funnel to set up and remote activated firearms, or the setup and use of remote activated firearms, and how to evade arrest after killing members of law enforcement. Uh, all after learning the recipient of the explanation intended to do so when they might come to his home. Uh... Man, what a retard. Uh, Jesus Christ. What a complete retard. Uh, this dude, so his his website's still up. and um, Yeah, I'm on it right now. It's uh, quite interesting. He's, uh, I mean, he, I try, I, you know, I, I keep quiet about a lot of stuff that I see. There's, you know, questionable things that come across my desk. This is not the first time that, that somebody brought it to my attention that this dude was a little um, unhinged, to, mm -hmm. to say the least. And, you know, I, I don't know. I saw some things that he wrote that, that appeared in some of the proper circles. Um, mm -hmm. One of them on evading tracking dogs. And I was just like. This is this is one of the dumbest things I've ever read. Um, this I, this guy clearly does not know what he's doing. Um, it, <laughs> you know, if, if you take first of all, if you're reading, 
it's one of those deals that if you're reading about evading tracking dogs on the internet, you should probably stop. Because <laughs> it's <laughs> the the one thing you need to know about evading tracking dogs is that if they've got a good spore on you, you're not. Okay, you're just not. But that that's the key. You you gotta have they gotta have a good spore on you, but you're not gonna evade them. Um, <clears throat> but dude seriously like I, i'm gonna point this out i know clay martin has pointed this out in uh prairie fire and other folks ha- have pointed it out if if you ever come across that person that is talking about things that are patently bad like you just get a gut feeling like mm, maybe we ought to not be talking about this you probably mm-hmm. shouldn't be okay that's just and in this day and age Man, I don't know. It, I mean, I think mm. whenever I see things like this, it's it's one of those deals. That I'm like, you're you're automatically a glowy in my mind. Like you're you're automatically mm-hmm. glowing. This something is just not. This is not stuff people talk about, but or or should even really be talking about. But then then the fact that this dude was and he wrote a manual, man. He wrote mm-hmm. a manual. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, oh, that's all I can say. <sighs> so, and his his prices, man. Have you seen it? Uh, or you, if you're on his site, have you checked out uh, how much he's charging for this stuff? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, you you can get you can get a manual. Right, you can get a manual that he wrote with all sorts of nuggets of wisdom in it. Apparently, uh, for the low, low price of four hundred dollars for a PDF. Yeah. Oh, you can do in in person seer training for twenty five thousand dollars. Bro, that's a deal. That's, that's a uh, deal. <laughs> what the hell? I gotta see what this is. All oh, most of his courses, everything's on sale right now. Huh? I wonder why. Can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Can't imagine. Um, you know, it, it's oof, oof. Mm-hmm. woo, lad, woo. Three hundred and seventy-five dollars for a manual. I mean, we're fucking up. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I, I don't know. I, I, I. I interested to know what his his average class size is because uh, i don't know man i don't know mm-hmm. i mean i would have like it doesn't even on the on the the twenty five thousand dollars it doesn't even say how long the course is no pay just pay him the money and and then you might hear back oh, <laughs> oh lord of mercy out of stock hmm yeah i bet I bet it is. I bet it is, man. I bet it is. Experience a real life track with a canine and their handler. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't dig too deep into it. I just saw the prices on, on the stuff, and I was, just, I was like, man, that's insane. Who? Experience for real after resisting interrogate, or escape for real after resisting interrogation. Mm. Man, they better watch out. They got a live one on their hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
it's just it that's it's ridiculous man it's ridiculous and and that kind of stupidity the whole reason that i'm bringing this story up i had i had some people in in emails and were asking about it you know my thoughts i think if honestly if you're dumb enough to get yourself wrapped up into that you deserve what you get because that is the epitome of retarded right there just top to bottom it's, that's stupid man um, his trauma care book includes uh two pages on preventative medicine for ptsd how to use a chest oh. tube a laryngoscope blade Assess the wounded slash BBC, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, the British Broadcasting Company. Uh, sure, we'll go with that one. Sure. <laughs> Using animal hospitals. What? That's that's a felony. Yep. Medics a bag. Did you know it's an a bag, not an aid bag? I have I have never not heard it called an aid bag. Never. Like not even Alpha once. Dash bag. This sounds like something that somebody wrote after like listening to medics talk, like in the next room. Probably. You know, like like LaCroix, like transported next to a truck containing grapes. <laughs> He wasn't even in the room for the discussion. He was just like the next door over. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh man, dude, I just. It's the Rescue breathing, CPR, blood transfer. Blood transfer. Mm-hmm. Like transfer. transfer. Probably, but he's retarded. Again, this is what he could hear through the door. This is this is one of those things where you while working really... as a recon soldier. Mm-hmm. Because that's in his about. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. You know, I I don't know, man. There there is there's language that people use out there that you mm. know. <clears throat> you're like, okay, you know, you you say this, this, and this, but. You know, and let a lot of people are vague, man. You you know, you don't you don't necessarily have to mm-hmm. throw out your whole CV. I mean, I don't. Um, but, you know, within, a, a, you know, a short amount of time reading things that I've wrote or that you've wrote or, um, you know, listening to podcasts and hear, you know, what we're saying. You can tell if a guy is real or not, like if he, mm-hmm. if he knows what he's talking about not you, you can pretty quickly and oh yeah i don't know man it it just if if he hadn't been charged with as much as he did uh i would have said that this is some sort of this is some sort of glowing operation going on um i don't know i don't know but hopefully he's, i he's, i mean I, I sincerely hope not many people fell for it you know he's selling a homemade J pole made from ladder line for $150. <laughs> oh man. Gotta watch out. 55 and a half inches of ladder line. 
Jesus Christ. Oh man. That's God. that's what you need. Oh, In a twenty foot long run. Oh no, that's what they're test no tested or Oh, have a 20-foot-long RG-58 coax with a PL-259 and then a jumper cable with a female SMA and SO-239. So he's got all of, like, maybe 10 bucks. Right. And it's, right. let's be fair, he probably bought it off eBay and is just probably. reselling Like, that's, that's probably what happened there. This is... Fucking scam artist, man. His home defense uh, tactics book has a picture of an M4 with a 203 underneath. Nice. Because that's 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 the ideal home defense. Just you know. Uh, look, man. H-E I've seen Scarface. Under barrel. Okay. I've seen Scarface, and that was a documentary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His home defense manual includes delay devices, perimeter charges, beware of snipers, and a spider web. Sentry mm. takedown. Mm. Telling you. <laughs> Telling you, man. This, he's checking all the boxes. Mm-hmm. He's checking all the boxes, man. I wonder what's in his radio communications book. Oh, he's got a radio communications book? He does. He's got a 5 Series oh. QRF manual. A, a, fi, a five, 5 Series. Five yes. For QRF? That's what he's calling his like modern-day Minuteman bullshit. So it's a series of five different books. Hmm. Well, better snap them up, dude. It's, that's going to be a collector's item. <laughs> He's a political prisoner. Two, $200 for this book. And I'm pretty sure it's probably just a PDF. I doubt it's in paper. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. Man. That's a good time right there. That's a good time. I'm telling you. I mean, I hate it. I hate it for the training community at large. Yes. You know, guys, there's a lot of guys out there that that are doing good work. Um, But whenever you have people like this, I mean, this is is almost legendary stupidity. Right. I mean, it's like the the dust survival guy out of a. Chicago. <laughs> yes. That yes. dude is hilarious. Someone went that like had like like done like BJJ and like ECQC, and they were like, "All right, sure." And he's like, "No, no, no, you got to slow down." And they're like, "What?" <laughs> mm. Mm. Yes. Sorry, man. There's there's grifters in every market, dude. They mm-hmm. they're and he's he's definitely but. I mean, it's it's a level of stupid that's just like almost unfathomable, man. Like mm-hmm. you're just like, wow, wow. Yeah. Oh my god. But coming up on the hour. Coming up on the hour, brother. Yes. Any last parting thoughts 
training calendar uh, over at Stuck Pig Medical. Um, I'm going to have mine up as well. But any any last thoughts? Um, don't get discouraged. Uh, we're obviously having an effect. Um, this 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 GoFund GoFundMe shit definitely like like proves that 110 percent that we're 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 wearing down on them. We're we're making them scared, and uh, that's when they that's when they start to do the the real kind of off the wall shit because they're scared. So we need to be paying like extra attention, but at the same time, like oh, yeah. don't don't lose hope. Like don't don't get fucking black pilled. Like. It, Definitely. It, we we're we're making a difference and like it's it's going in the right direction. And all we have to do is just not lose steam. That's right. Amen, brother. Amen. But anyway, stuck pig medical slash store. You can find the IFAX over there. Definitely get those. They're HSA approved. You need several of them. All right. I'm telling you. Two is one, one is none. And the training calendar, and I'm gonna have your dates up on the brush beater training calendar as well, just to give you yeah. uh, as many many outlets to spread what you're doing because I think you are the best guy in the game right now training medical skills. I appreciate that. That uh, means a lot as always. <laughs> yeah, brother, it's earned for sure. Anyway, with all of that said, brushbeater.org/training calendar, come on out. Got a lot of dates on the calendar, and they are filling up quickly. Right around the corner, I've got a human tracking course, Principles of Human Tracking, and that is going to be AI'd by me. It is taught by a very good friend of mine who is a uh, law enforcement certified tracker and wilderness tracker he's been to a bunch of schools he's got a lot of official certifications under his belt shoot me an email to get that um or uh, rather get more information on that get registered for that class i'm really looking forward to that one because i absolutely love hitting the woods and watching the students learn and um that's going to be a that's going to be a really big one. It's going to be a really fun one too. It's a laid back class and you're going to be learning a whole lot while you're out there, but everything else that's on the calendar is up. If it doesn't say course full in big, bold letters out to the side, that means that spaces are still available. Get them while you can get them while you can. I'm trying to get as many people trained up as possible in 2022 while we're doing this, because we've got to take the fight. Through knowledge, through knowledge, we've got to take the fight to an enemy. That's what we have to do. That is what we are here to do. And our people perish for lack of knowledge. So get out there, get some training. Mech Medic, brother, it is great to have you with me co-hosting once more. It's great to be on. As all, It's always a good time. Yeah, man. Anyway, until next time, from deep in the heart of rural northern North Carolina, down in the gorilla camp, I'm the NC Scout here with Mech Medic. We'll be back on the air very, very soon. God bless. This is NC Scout. Out.